This is Ryan St. George with the Talking Fist Podcast. This is episode four. Today I have with me Master Ron Gatewood. Uh, he is the foremost authority on Sansu history and information. He personally trained with Jimmy Woo from 1962 to 1991 until his untimely death. Overall training in martial arts for over 56 years. He's retired from law enforcement. He has a doctorate in clinical hypnotherapy. And he is a licensed private investigator, which he used to acquire the information we're going to discuss today. Uh, he's cross-trained in other arts, and he is a lifelong, dedicated martial artist and Sansu practitioner. Uh, Ron, thank you for joining me. I sincerely appreciate it. I know you're busy, um, and it's a little late, so thank you very much for being here with me. And thank you for all you've done to, for Sansu. So, um, would you do you mind if I begin with the questions, Ron? Sure, go ahead. Thank you so much. So, Ron, I uh, you started. What year did you start training again? You know, I was uh, with Jimmy. Uh, just in general. Well, in general, I started boxing at fourteen. Fourteen years old. Wow. And uh, went to the semifinals and uh, junior golden gloves. That is awesome. What kind of boxer were you? More of a jab hook guy or like a power puncher, counter striker? Uh, I don't know. We just we just slugged it out back then. It wasn't <laughs> as uh, it wasn't like it is today. Everything's a specialty. Right, right. Makes sense. Uh, what was the martial arts scene like back then? And what got you first into martial arts? Well. I was picked on a lot as a kid. I moved around like 24 different schools by the time I was in the fifth grade. So uh, uh, I saw a movie actually, and, and it turned me on to boxing, and I could hardly wait till I just turned 14 and uh, could, could get into junior golden gloves. Mm-hmm. And what uh, was it? Was martial arts looked at like as some mysterious Eastern ancient thing back then? Oh, definitely, definitely. It was, uh, well, I tried to locate different things. I went to, I uh, found judo at the YMCA, and that was, uh, I looked at that, and then I uh, started, I uh, heard about Kung Fu, and I started looking. Uh, I was taking jujitsu, stand-up jujitsu, at a, a park mm-hmm. in uh, Compton, what a place to be from, right? Right. Um, and uh, one night, a little Chinese guy came. He's probably he's an older man, uh, maybe a hundred pounds max. And the jujitsu instructor knew him well, and he, he said it's it's a really a neat art. So he started talking to us. And this little guy was uh, showing me a technique, and he grabbed my bicep like I thought I, uh, I was in a vice, and I couldn't believe how hard he grabbed me and, and just kind of paralyzed my arm. So. The instructor kicked us kicked us out and wanted to work out with him. Well, there's, it was in a building, and we're all looking out in the windows trying to see, but we got the magic words of Kung Fu at that time, and, mm-hmm. and uh, I decided I wanted to, uh, something I wanted to learn. And um, so I looked, it took me about two years looking for a Chinese who would teach a white guy. And uh, I found Ark Wong, and I found uh, Jimmy Wu at the same time. So, but I noticed Ark Wong uh, was more classical, and Jimmy was more of a fighter. And they actually knew each other too. They mm-hmm. they uh, hung out together. 
Okay. How hard was it to find training before you eventually did? How difficult was it? Well, first I went to, I, I met uh, James Ebro, who was, uh, Ed Parker's one of his top guys. He was uh, teaching, I, was, I worked for North American Aviation at the time, and he was teaching right. a class there. And so I went in and talked to him, and uh, I don't know what he saw in me, but he says, uh, you know, I, I expected him to say, come over to Kempo, and he said, uh, why don't you come where I learn up in uh, North Hollywood? He said, there was a Jimmy Wingwoo. See, when you talk to Kempo guys, they get them mixed up. Right. Uh, Jimmy Wu and Jimmy Wingwoo. And uh, it, he said, I think you'd enjoy it. Well, I kept looking, and I had that on my mind, but then when I found Ark and uh, Ark Wong and... and uh, I, I want to say something here. I'm using Jimmy. Uh, I don't mean to offend uh, Oriental people, but they, they've they gotten mad sometimes when you don't call him Sifu, but he would not let us call him Sifu right. or Master. So I, I, I mean no offense, because I knew I'd slip into Jimmy anyway, so I thought I'd just start out with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, I went to see uh, Jimmy, and... It was it was before class. I was working night, so it was before his class started. So he showed me a, a video. Well, what did they have a video? Well, then a, a movie. He had a movie projector in there, and he showed me Evelyn, his daughter, working out. Mm-hmm. And I I was really impressed with the efficiency of, of movement that he used. Um, uh, for example. There was no wasted movement. It, it, movement hit hammer and it backhand, all kind of in a figure eight motion. And uh, I, they just took me in. I, I said, "Wow, this is." And uh, he, he told me to throw a punch at him, and and all of a sudden he broke my distance. And I'm, I'm his face is about three inches from my face, and uh, just just uprooted me. I almost fell backwards, and uh, it, it just it was something I wanted to learn. That is phenomenal. Wow. So you felt like he was much more economic with his movement and motion compared to others, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They, uh, they, well, I look at the karate, how they throw from the from the waist and stuff. How do you get to that position? You know, he, he used his hands from wherever they were. He had this gigantic lump on his, uh, on his uh, at the bottom of his thumb, the, the joint closest to your hand. Mm-hmm. And he, used to, he, as a younger man, he beat that on a tree. And uh, he, if he ever smacked you with that thing, it was a, it was a weapon. Oh wow! And uh, he, he'd reach around. He showed me how he'd reach around, and uh, instead of putting a headlock or something on it, he'd hit you in the, in the base of the skull, which would be a kill if it just like getting hit with a ball pin hammer. Uh, wow! He's a very interesting man. He uh, very smart. So, would you say that economy of, of movement and style that he had is what made you choose him over Ark Wong or the Kempo guys? Yes, yes. Well, I, I, want a funny little story about Ark Wong? Uh-huh. When I was up looking, he was showing me his weapons and things, and he could show me a throwing star. Um and so I, I picked it up. He says, oh, careful, poison on it. <laughs> and I dropped that thing so fast. It, it, uh, so Ark Wong was taking that gimmick really far, right? The Eastern Oriental mysterious gimmick thing? Uh, 
Kathy, you lost me. Art Wong was mystical. They're both mystical as far as I was concerned, but he's more classical. Okay. Well, I was referring to the poison weapons and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Some of those guys, you just don't know. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, he trained a lot of people. I've talked to people he trained, and and a lot of them are still around. And they were the first white men to, to learn on, mm-hmm. you know, on American soil. Yeah, people don't realize there were so few schools around at right. that time. Jeez, uh, I mean, over Orange County, Los Angeles, there's probably only maybe five, six commercial schools. Wow. And. So we were, when we learned, we were kind of kings of the streets for a long time because there just wasn't the people that we could combat this type of fighting we was doing. Mm-hmm. So Ark Wong and Jimmy were kind of pioneers at the time. Yeah, they talked cousins. They said they were cousins, but I don't think they were real cousins. Uh, that's a term they call each other uncle and cousins and when they're not really. Uh, mm-hmm. but, but I don't know if it was a true cousin or not. What was training like during the early days of Sansu for you personally? It was brutal. Uh, you heard everything when you went home. I mean, guys didn't... They thought they were being tough by hurting each other, basically. Mm-hmm. And so the harder the guy could block you, the you know, until when you first went in, you took those, and you were lumpy and bruised. And But then when the... Uh, after a while, you learn to let it go right. and not absorb that energy into your into your bones. Mm-hmm. Any memorable stories went. from that era? I'm sorry? Do you have any memorable or interesting stories you'd like to share from that early training era? Yeah, there was there was some guys that, that uh, well, most of them are dead now because I, I try to find different ones and there's not too many you can find, but uh, it wasn't... Jimmy, uh, he made the the art that was more palatable to the Americans, mm-hmm. and he changed several things. He didn't teach classical to have the classical horses. In fact, he he did a he did a horse that is a straight line horse, uh-huh. and we could switch from 180 degrees on the ball of our feet. They didn't go up high. You don't even see them go up. But we thought it was really neat because we're hitting with every ounce of our body. Right. So if I hammer you or hit you with the right cross, I go all the way and all the way back. It, it's fast. It sounds like it's a long travel, but we did it very fast. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you unwound, I mean, I, I, you'd knock them down. I mean, it was it was brutal. Would you say you're one of the... a whole lot of throws. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, uh, you... Uh, People think that. Well, we hit hard. It was. It was a. But it was very stylish to to unload on like that. It was. Um, when I looked at him and watched his videos and things that I have, he uses what they call the bow and arrow, and that's that's when your back foot's off centered. Right. But like I say, I believe he made it easy for Americans to learn. I mean, we were kind of meatheads, you know. We wanted stuff a certain way. Or we'd see the, the the classical, maybe in the park. And I remember guys saying, "Oh, it looks like sissies in the park, man. We we slug it out here." You know? That was the attitude at the time. Mm-hmm. So you, basically, Jimmy kind of had to match his clientele, like match their needs, right? 
lost me on that one. Well, he 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 modified his teaching to match what his clientele, what his clients wanted. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. The the, the uh, forms didn't come in till later, but the guys kind of wanted them. Uh, and, the, and the forms have their purpose, but people think the forms are a bunch of garbage. But uh, like Jimmy said, it teaches you balance. It teaches you uh, how to shift from one position to the other without getting hurt. Without somebody, you know, going around. Like there's a lot of people that just stand there and block. Uh, Jimmy said, if you if you don't want to get hit, don't be there. And that's exactly what we practice today. Some some people, I, I see them, they, they'll cross block and uh, what to say, the right hand to the their right arm. Well, what are they going to do with that cocked arm that's looking over their shoulder? You know, they, they just don't think it out. Right. Wow. It's very so, tactical. Yeah, yeah. It's so interesting hearing all this. And this is during the, the old Sansu era, right? Right. Okay, this early training. Wow, it's so interesting. Well, anything else, Ron, that you could remember that's that really stands out to you from that early time? You know, like I know you really love Jimmy. You know, he became you know you very much you know like he you looked up to him. Um, how did that relationship cultivate at that time? Like, how did it, how did it develop? Well, he he was basically my mentor, he's my teacher and, and my hero. I mean, that guy, that guy, uh, he'd always make you feel better. And you'd, you'd go down and you're having trouble at home or this or that, or you talk to him and he came back feeling better. He he always had some uh, deep wisdom he'd pass on to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, uh, he was just a great guy. Uh, people want to negate his, his teaching now, but, you know, I've stuck to it. And uh, it's helped me many times in law enforcement. Uh, never let me down. Right? Mm-hmm. The only time I, I really got hurt is uh, when uh, handcuffs went airborne. And a guy was swinging on my partner, and I had him half cuffed. And, and I grabbed his arm so he couldn't hit him, and they went airborne. But as far as little hurts, when you, say you squeeze a guy's head too hard or something, your arm hurts the next day or your ribs hurt. But as far as fighting, this never let me down. And I, I've tried to. There's no way that you can figure, you know, how many cups of coffee you have last year. You know, but I'd say over 200 times I've used it from uh, you know simple leverage to full-on fighting. When it comes to apprehending suspects and dealing with people, right? Well, I, I, I specialize in warrants. I love working warrants. It's very exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so people don't always want to go, but. Uh, uh, and there's higher levels too. You you've got to push it. Some people stay at a very low level, block, punch, kick, da 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 da, da. and uh, it, it doesn't work that way. You you train your mind to react, and if a, a guy that's good goes out and demonstrates, another guy says, "Well, uh, you know, I like that last move." You have to say, "What is it? What was it? What it looked like?" Because you you're, you're totally. Uh, working out of your trained mind and he his words for it it took me a few years to figure this out but he said let your mind use your body I'm going "Mm, mm, I think I know what he means Mm -hmm. and then when I got into hypnosis and things I saw how the uh, the subconscious takes over and you you actually allow it to do that and train it to do that but many people haven't reached that level and they just uh, look at the punches and kicks and say that's old Sansu it's wrong Right. It's unfortunate. 
Well, it, go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead, Ron. Well, I, I, I was going to say, if it, I, I know where you're going as far as that uh, old Sansu to new Sansu. You want me to step into that? Well, not yet. Not yet. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just a few more questions. We'll get there. Um, sure. Okay. So over the years, Frank Woolsey, no, rest in peace, has become somewhat of a legend, second only to Jimmy in the Sansu community. What was your first impressions of him as a person, and what did you think of his Sansu initially? Did your opinion of him change over time? Um, that's, that's a tough one. If, of course, it changed over time, but it's... Uh I think I'm older than he is. It was. Oh wow! And uh, I looked at him as a kid, basically. I mean, he's kind of lanky and redhead, and uh, uh, so he was. We all did the same stuff. He wasn't outstanding to us there. I mean, uh, but of course, my opinion changed. But. Uh, what do you want to know about it? I wasn't going to go there on this, but I, I, I think it, you know it, it should be voiced. Yeah, definitely. Well, I uh, I liked him, but I didn't respect him. Right. Why is that? Because he had to always show how tough he was, and I think he hurt a lot of innocent people fighting them. Uh, he had to prove himself, even to himself, I think. Mm. And uh, I'll tell you one incident that I, I lost a lot of respect is uh, I went up and Jimmy was closed for some reason. I don't remember what it was. So I stopped over at his school to to talk to him. He comes rushing out, big smile on his face. He said, I, I put a guy's eye out last night in the fight. And I thought, like, whoopee. So, you know, just things like that. I, he, he likes hurting. He likes hurting people to, to show off. <clears throat> wow! Not so, with us. Not with us. He, he was just one of us. But on the outside, he liked to do that. Right. Would you consider him to be somewhat of a bully? I, I would. I would say so, probably. Okay. So. You it, it isn't a. It isn't a book. Nah, it isn't a bully for bully's sake. It's. It's the thing of. of looking good and feeling good. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I see what you mean. I mean, if he saw somebody get beat up, he might, he might stop it. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, uh, on the, on the other hand, it's, it, uh, wasn't working out too well as far as what I was thinking about. It. Did you and him become good friends ever at any point? No, we never were close. Uh, again, that well, one time he wanted to wanted me to go. Somebody beat up a Sansu guy in the bar, a bunch of guys, and he wanted to go out and clean it up. And he invited me to go on. I said, "I'm a cop, man. I can't, I can't get involved in that." <laughs> right. I wouldn't be for. That is crazy. So, <clears throat> do you think? Uh, I hate to sound disrespectful, you know, but uh, would you say? He's kind of been overblown throughout the years. Well, he would have hurt. He he, he had uh, large swinging moves, and come, he he was all over somebody. I mean, the average guy wouldn't. Once it starts, and especially the element of surprise, I mean, he he wouldn't get a second breath. Mm-hmm. So you know whether he was he was a good fighter or not, but he he came in so hard and so quick. Sure, he's gonna he's gonna have to win a lot. Wow. Okay. So, why did him and Jimmy break? You no, know, that's uh, um, 
he had the habit of not telling the truth on a lot of things. Uh-huh. And he, that this is what I heard from Jimmy. Uh, he was heard on the radio, and well, he did. He did the same thing with my sister. My sister stopped by, and this is connected, kind of. Okay. And just I, I didn't know she was going, or she's going down the street. She saw Sansu, so she stopped and said, "Was this uh, the same Sansu as Jimmy teaches?" And he said, "Oh, well, we we learned together in Hong Kong." <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and and so you know, okay, I the guy's building himself up a little bit, but he did it on the radio. Evidently, I didn't hear it, but Jimmy told me, and he said, uh, "That well, where did you learn?" And he said, "Well, I learned in Hong Kong from some friends." Uh, and uh, so, so anyway, you know, I have to take that back. He learned from France. I, it, that part might not have been in Hong Kong. And uh, so anyway, when he came in, I guess Jimmy was just boiling. And he said, uh, "Some remember, you better go learn from your friends from now on. And I, I guess that was a split part. I remember the last time he was there, he... Uh, he would go in before the class and he wanted special lessons and so he's always told somebody he paid a lot of money for lessons and and the uh, uh, he would go in and get a lesson and, and then he'd come out and would say oh hi Frank how you doing blah blah and then we'd go in and Jimmy said hi crazy guy he comes in pays me a hundred dollars for a lesson but he doesn't want to get lessons with you guys so that you know that, that was probably a, a ploy too Okay. Oh, well, that is interesting. So, what he said on the radio was what kind of severed all ties he had with Jimmy. I would say, right? Say that one more time. What the comment he said about where he learned Sansu or how he learned Sansu on the radio is what caused him and Jimmy to split, basically, right? Yeah. Okay. Right. So it's not like a big mystery or anything. Just no. Yeah. Okay. It's actually quite simple. No, he, he, he uh, uh, see, Jimmy offered me the same thing as he as he offered Frank. Mm-hmm. Neither one of us were black belts, and he Jimmy wanted to get something in San Diego going, mm-hmm. and uh, I said, you know, I, I just don't feel qualified to do it yet. You know, I, I don't. So I I, I backed down on. Uh, Frank had already started with with his, and uh, then he Jimmy started thinking about San Diego and. He offered that, and I, I just, I don't want to do something unless I'm qualified to do it. Mm-hmm. Interesting, interesting. So after Frank, after him and Jimmy split, did you kind of, did he just kind of fade away into obscurity as far as Sansu yeah. goes? Jimmy met him years later. He had, it, Jimmy said he come up to the car and he said. Jimmy, you remember me? I'm, this is Frank, and Jimmy had to look real hard because at that time Frank had gained a lot of weight, mm-hmm. and he, he had a boat. And he was going to take Jimmy out. I don't, I don't think Jimmy went, but I think he saw him one more time, and that was it. So, do you think they patched things up at least, buried the hatchet? Well, they saw each other. I don't. I, again, I don't know. They they saw each other and they talked. Jim said, you know, they hadn't had a nice talk, and, but I, they never got together again, as far as I know. Interesting. Well, thank you for sharing that, Ron. Um, now, after Frank left, or around that time, I, I'm just assuming, I don't know if this is exactly correct, it appears Jimmy changed Sansu. Instead of uh, rotating circular punches, Jimmy seemed to emphasize more on core punches. 
Did you notice a change in Sansu from old uh, yeah. to new while you were ha- while you were there while it was happening? Yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, he ch- I, I, he was always more of a core puncher than that. If you look at Choi Foot, they have a uh, uh, very what would you say? Very loose punching from the shoulders, uh-huh. and uh, uh, you know they swing wildly, but they're tough. I'm not saying they're not tough, uh, but Jimmy always uh, did it from the core quite a bit. But still, it was some loose outward punching. And as time went by, I think he started punching more from the core. That that the, the new Sansu came, uh, and I've talked to other old timers, and we believe that. Well, that he, that's when he added Sui Jiao to his art. And that comes up in my book that we found, uh, we found it was Sui Jiao. Mm-hmm. And the reason, I, as an investigator, uh, I, I put Sui Jiao together, that it was a, uh, a straight leg sit-out. No other art does that. And we do a lot of straight leg sit-outs. No other Chinese art does that. So it's a... Uh, that, that opened the door to, to we found when we went over there we found that Amar worked over there you, you've done a, a podcast on Amar mm-hmm. and he uh, he was working the Chinese side and I was working over here and he, he helped us a whole lot uh, find uh, get to the bottom and he, he spoke the right dialect too mm-hmm. um, when uh, well, I, I don't mean I don't want to jump on where you're going so go ahead and, and uh, and guide me, and then we'll. I'm, I'm sure we'll get to. Sometimes I drift off on another story because they're connected. But. Oh no, no, it's fine. Feel free. Um, well, I just want to know: Did you notice the change when it was happening, or it was just so gradual you didn't quite notice, or what? Well, we we start getting a lot of uh, throws then, and we were happy to get the throws. Mm-hmm. Let me add something about that. Yeah, all these guys think old Sansu, new Sansu, blah blah blah. Just don't. You think, I mean, I'm not a stupid guy. A lot of people might think so, but uh, you think I wouldn't be both? If I was both, if, if one was better, I'd have gone with the one. But it's just an addition to our art. And uh, you can still swing like uh, first-generation swung, but uh, now it's a little more uptight. Some of the new generation throw too soon. We used to soften them up couple three punches and then go for a throw if we had it or a kick or whatever but it's uh, it's a uh, it added to the art it didn't take away anything so I, I consider myself both uh, I like both things I, mean, I like things about both of them you don't have a preference no, there is no preference. If I want to, if I want to throw you, I'm going to throw you. If I want to kick you, I'm going to kick you. And if I want to hit you, I'm going to hit you. That's awesome. Uh, it, it, it just, it's all the same. I'm, it's all part of one art, or oh, two arts. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. That's awesome. We, we found. Go ahead. No, I said that's awesome. Go ahead, continue. Well, we found a guy in China. It's in my book. I, I, uh, I wrote the book. It's several, it took me several years. It's a history and myths of, of uh, Sansu. And uh, we found a guy that did the very same thing out of the school and uh, in China. And he's their star pupil. They recommend him over it. He's a Cuban. He moved to China, learned the language. And he, he's uh, 
Well, he's better than most of us. I mean, he, he, I've got the links and everything in the book uh, so they can see this guy in action. And it looks almost like Jimmy working out. Uh, so that's that put more evidence uh, in the pot as far as, you know, who, who is what and, and uh, putting the two arms together. Right. Guys, right. I was saying he's a... Uh, Tony Garcia, and mm-hmm. uh, they call it Nampai uh, Kung Fu. You know, they got schools over here, actually. They're spreading out, but it looks like Choi Lee Foot. You'd be disappointed if you'd expect to see Sansu there, unless it was Tony himself. Right. But they gave him permission to teach all over the world, so they think a lot of him. That is awesome. I've seen Tony, and he's, I've communicated with him a little bit. He's a great guy, and he's extremely talented. He's, he's only two generations from Jimmy's teaching. Uh, in, in the book, they'll find, you know, I found a 32-page uh, uh, oh, what do you call it? A, uh, like a lineage 30, chart? A lineage chart, yeah. And uh, he's not in there, but his his cousin, not by blood, and the man who taught him is, is in there. And there's so many things that had, had that we found out that just really jolted us as far as wow, I, I, I don't believe this stuff you know happened, uh, but uh, a, a lot of the stuff he had to make up and and uh, put in there that he was not lying per se, but I think they were uh, marketing tools. Right. Right. And and uh, he, he's not the kind of guy that would lie to you. He's always been pretty truthful, but those those he, he uh, embellished big time. It was a different time. It really was. It, well, all of the all of them did it. Bruce Lee, Ed Parker, uh, they all had their own stories on stuff. That, oh that, yeah. If, yeah. if you investigated, you're going to find out they're not all all right on. But all of Jimmy's had a little bit of, of truth in them, the ones that he, he embellished. Uh, for example, the, the the story I will never tell again is uh, uh, the beating the Japanese karate champion in three seconds and all that. Yeah. Um, that that one uh, wasn't as told. That that didn't take place in a school or whatever. But his he had a guy called Little Uncle, and Little Uncle he called him that because uh, uh, he, Jimmy was actually older than him, and he evidently killed a Japanese uh, in the street and he got shot for it. Uh, but the uh, mother tried to tell us that you know the first guy who went over was Jim Bush, and uh, he in his research he didn't have somebody that spoke the same dialect but the mother was uh, crying uh, about him getting killed you know but, but again it was it still came back as the champion but uh, that's not the case mm-hmm. yeah I remember finding out the truth about that and uh, it was it was weird you know it, it was tough well, it, I'm not gonna lie it was tough to deal with a lot of this stuff when you find out everything you've been told about the art not everything, but a lot of that you've been told is not true. Yeah, the the uh, you know he corrected that before he died uh, when uh, Sam Silva uh, talked to him and and uh, he told him about the little uncle thing. You can buy it on the, I think it's on Amazon, and it's uh, it's called Fight for Life, 
and it's that he had him sign it and all that. But of course, you know these guys uh, talk about different things. Jimmy signed. Well, you you told Jimmy what it was because he didn't read English. So who knows? Uh, he he. Uh, you have to look at the whole whole package. What did you get for a few stories? I'll take what I got any day, you know. Right. And I agree with that. And so does Amar. We all yeah. feel the same way. Um, don't backtracking a little bit to the old Sansu and new Sansu debate. Do you think they can coexist? It sounds like you they coexist with you. Um, but it seems like now oh. Other people, it's either one or the other, not not both of them together. Yeah, well, you got to remember that is a uh, what I believe happened there is because Frank didn't get the new stuff, mm-hmm. so that lineage made it. I don't want to say they made it stories up, but uh, they all they had was old Sansu. So what are they going to do? Um, Halsey used to come to class once in a while in the later days, and uh, uh, he he never changed. He, he didn't like it at all. Uh, so he's, he's holding firm to what he believes. But uh, like I say, I, I, there's no way I could get rid of part of it. So there, I, if, if you didn't know there was a line, I don't think you'd even know the difference. You just, you know, short punch, long punch, uh, whatever. Would, uh, did Jimmy force people to conform to the new style? Would he do that, or he? Well, you see, he didn't even. If you asked him, if he was here today, he said, "What new style?" <laughs> he, uh, but, but we're the ones that, that figured that's when the that's when the uh, Sway Jiao come in. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, nobody nobody looked at new style, old style until it started from the the uh, Frank lineage. Right. And the same way they come in and said. Uh, uh, the, uh, the thing was uh, part of the civil suit. Uh, nah, not true. I, I was I was involved in that civil suit because he asked me to call the guy and stuff, and, and it was quite crushing to him. He was going through a hard time. Mm-hmm. They show a, a picture of Jimmy standing by his desk. I think he's got kind of a green coat on or something, and you can just see the lines in his face that, that uh, he was really stressed about that. Right. Um, and uh, so anyway, I called the guy because he, I, I was in law enforcement, he was in law enforcement, and Jimmy thought maybe I could uh, talk to him. I said, you're not going to win this thing. I mean, it's, it, Jimmy didn't do it, the student did it. And, and, uh, and now today, the way the laws are, I mean, who knows? But back then, it was a little bit different. Right, right. So, so uh, but uh, no, I know all about that suit, and that didn't change. But the biggest thing I would think we would have heard or did hear you guys slow down a little bit or you guys be more careful uh, something like that okay okay so did you uh, oh real quick uh, how did Jimmy maintain his schools for so many years and did you help him teach no nobody helped him teach he, he uh, taught everything <clears throat> he uh, probably about I think about 1969 uh uh they had a, he'd quit teaching the basic 45, he'd start teaching group classes, but before that, each class was an individual class with him. He would come up to you and, you know, most of the time he'd remember, he would say, uh, you know, what lesson you're on or something, but he'd know if you say five and you're on six, he said, no, no, you're on six. Well, he, uh, uh, he would give you the lesson. He'd break them in half. If you went in twice a week, you'd get half of it the first time and half of it the second time. So 
that's why uh, these guys who say uh, the 45, they, they don't even look like the 45, but they were all the same to us. We all got the same lesson. So how they drifted off, I, I have no understanding. And a lot, a lot of the uh, critical stuff in those lessons is lost, the nuances. Wow. wow. He, had, he had some really interesting stuff in those lessons. In the 45s, right? In the four, yeah, well, in all of his lessons, but the forty-five. See, he—I didn't know this. There was a guy named Clyde Code. Uh, he just died a while back, and, but anyway, he was a young man uh, that would go over to the store when Jimmy worked at the market, and his his mother had diabetes, so Jimmy would save her certain vegetables or fruit or whatever she needed, and so he, Clyde was a young man, a young boy, a teenager probably, and Jimmy says, "I'm going to open a school over here, and you know, I want you to come to." the school well so eventually uh, he did go and they uh, he says Jimmy when the basic 45 uh, is through what do we what do I do he says hey you're done so he had the attitude that, that, the, that the Americans were just going to win uh, learn to fight and then be gone and that might also be why he added to the art to give it more more things to teach and more uh, that I don't know. I mean, I could just suspect, but uh, he just figured uh, we'd be long gone. Right. Uh, that's interesting. So, wow. when, so the art ahead. did evolve. I'm sorry. The Sansu did evolve, obviously. Oh yeah, sure it did. It's about any art. Did Kempo? You know the. Uh, there's several things. For example, this thing of uh, him and Art and uh, Ed Parker. They were actually friends at one time. I, I, I contacted the guy who's now the grandmaster, one of the, uh, Ed's grandmasters, and uh, we got some inside information because Clyde Code was also a Mormon, as was um, Ed Parker. Right. And uh, so the. Uh, Ed would, would they, another guy that was Choi Foot, big timer, was Lao Boon up in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ed started going up there, and, and he was going to be a, uh, uh, I don't know what, what group he was going to get in, but when it came to drinking blood, he, he uh, as part of the uh, initiation, uh, he wouldn't do it being a Mormon. And uh, Jimmy never never did that, but uh, we talked to his wife because uh, Clyde was a Mormon and went to the same church. Right. So uh, that's why we got information like that. But they, they used to, I talked to Warren Wu, his son, and said, oh yeah, my dad used to uh, go up to, and, uh, I think it was somewhere north of uh, L.A., and he looked over the cliffs and see the ocean, and he said they used to put a, a you know, lobster on a barbecue. They did have a breakdown, though, somewhere, so they... they you know, later on they, they kind of grew apart, but you don't take your kid over to somebody that you hate and, you know, have lobster. Right. <clears throat> so, uh, what made you start investigating the origins of Sansu, and what did your initial findings do to you emotionally when you first found out a, a lot of this stuff? And well, what made you want to figure, like, start investigating? Well, there was, there was just, you know, as an investigator, you see stuff differently. And th- th- there was a couple red flags that stood out like a sore thumb. And that's when I looked at the pictures in the books. And those were those were not Chinese bindings or European bindings. And uh, so I suspected something for a long time. Right. And, 
and the other there's just uh, uh, the other thing that led me to Chorley Foot was uh, uh, in Doc Fai Wong's book. He had the same exact sounds, fighting sounds, and those fighting sounds really work. But people don't know how to do them. I see you have to do things to certain parts of your body. But the um, they were exactly the same. You know the chances of that happening? Uh, it just uh, no way. You had, it had to be related. So uh, that, both of those things pretty much told me it. By the way, you have Choi Foot on your belt. It's just got a different word in the middle. Right. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, he, he didn't hide it, really hide it. Um, I thought one day I, I was going to get hurt. <laughs> he, I wouldn't leave because I said, Jimmy, what is it? What is the family names and what does that have to do? And it, it's a, uh, what's the name of this art? He said, hey, Sansu. I said, you know, that's not the name of the art. He was getting red faced and I didn't know if I was going out the door first, head first, or <laughs> right. how many bounces I'd take. And, and I, I just, I, I held my ground on that. And he finally says, okay. And I said, well, uh, so what's what is the name of our art? And he says, uh, uh, Toilet Ho. And I said, well, okay, I, you know, we know he, since he put a, a a type of attack, each one of them was like Toy is one thing, and Lee is legs, and and uh, so anyway, I finally broke it down where he was he was saying the other two are not families. So if you look on your computer, go in and put uh, is Sansu three families or five families, and it will come out. But uh, that was after he talked to me, so then he started changing for the whole group after he, he that information got out. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, there's Hunga. He said, no, no. He said, that's not right. He said, yeah, there's Hunga. But he says, you look at the Chinese character, and that's not the Hung family. That uh, means uh, power or strength, like dynamic tension that he was... That was his way of working out. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, well, what about this uh, Futka? He says, that's, that's the honor to the, the Buddhist, the Buddhism. So, uh, I, yeah, you know, I wrote the book that I wrote because I, being one of the senior masters and nobody else is, is getting to the bottom of anything, I felt that the future generations needs this information. And it may not be our generation. They may all think, you know, I'm full of crap or whatever. But uh, uh, I want. I, I hope someday someone say, oh, here's a guy that Sansu's been around a long time. Here's a guy that studied with Jimmy Woo and, and pick it up and maybe learn something. I don't know, but it's, it's, it's what I'm trying to do. That's my... Uh, because we got such bad information out there, it, it's terrible, and, mm. and it's not from. I mean, it's from other people over other than Jimmy. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it makes perfect sense. Um, and, and go ahead. Go ahead. Well, did it bother you emotionally finding out the narrative all Sansu people believed about the history of Sansu isn't true? No, because I I suspected it. You know, going in, I mean, I, I knew there was something that needed to be exposed. Um, mm. I, I know. It's a, you know, it, it, certain types of work. Right? If you're a doctor, you see certain diseases. When you be out on the street, you say, "Well, that's so that same way as an investigator." Right. Okay. Do you think it affected other people badly? Because we oh, all, yeah. we all thought, oh, yeah, the, we all thought family. we inherited some secret art that was long lost, but only to find out it actually still exists in China, alive and well. You know, so. 
I mean, it didn't bother me really that much, but I, I can tell from some people I've spoken to, I won't say any names, that it does bother them. Oh, yeah. Well, well, the family, uh, you're never going to get any information out of them. I mean, they're they're locked in, and, and if Jimmy said it, it, it existed. And I... I, I I don't want to hurt Jimmy in any way, but I also feel a strong thing for the, the future. I'm tired of seeing like Bushido laughing at us about our lineage. We have no, we have no lineage, and now we do, and that's that's my goal. Mm-hmm. The uh, it's it's just sad that it uh, it took so long that we couldn't have got to it sooner. Right, right. But you'll be surprised. I call them the Flat Earth Society. I mean, they they don't care what mm-hmm. they're going to believe it, no matter what. You could. Oh, here, here, here's a. This guy's dead. And here's a bullet. No, no, that's not a bullet. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, it's it's uh, hard to deal with some of these people. Oh yeah. So I, I write them off. Nothing I say is going to change it. But like I said, I I, I prepared this as I would a, a, a you know a murder case. Mm-hmm. I, whatever. Uh, to go to court. I'm not saying we go to court, but let me present my evidence and you present yours and let's see who, who these people are going to vote on out there. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Did you ever consider not releasing your book, Ron, due to potential Sansu community backlash? No, uh, I would. I... I I did not want to get in certain areas because then it would be it, it becomes uh, you know kill the messenger. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, th- there's things that I found out. I can't see I can't see this information still laying there that only few people have read it. I mean, uh, things like Jimmy's dad being being over here a few miles from the school, getting murdered by a family member sent from China, things that are just unbelievable uh, that that happened. But uh, uh, there is one person in the family that gave me a lot of good information. Uh, he's really straightforward, and that's his son, Warren Will. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I haven't been talking to lightweights on this stuff. Uh, but... I was expecting it. Mm -hmm. So your view didn't really change? Your view of Jimmy or Sansu didn't change because you kind of already started putting this together? Change how? Like you didn't didn't develop any resentment towards Jimmy or anything? Oh, no. No, no. No, no. Okay. He, he, you know, how could you have resentment for a guy that's teaching you art to save your life and has never let you down? Right. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I'm just glad I was able to be with him that long. Mm-hmm. I could tell he means a lot to you too. Um. Well, Ron, if you don't mind me asking, uh, please tell us about your Sansu collection, all the videos you've recorded, and whatever whatever else you may have. And would you be interested in sharing it with the Sansu community? I'm, I'm sure they all would like to see it. What needs to be done to get all this material out there for the public? Well, when I started, I had no uh, feelings about selling the uh, videos. The tape. I started with tapes. Mm-hmm. And I've lost probably two, 300 of the old tapes because of the fire that burned my house. And also audio tapes. I used to leave audio running on his desk when I went and worked out. And uh, uh, a lot of information. But I still have, I probably have over 100 videos, four to six hours of him. And and uh, uh, I don't even know what's on some of them. Here's why those videos are important. Uh, everybody uh, uh, mentioned that 
Well, Jimmy said he got one one uh, lesson a year, uh, a day. Oh, wait a minute. One lesson a week uh, for, for uh, no. Yeah, one move a day in a form for a year. So all these guys are trying to put the, the things together to make 365 move form. Well, I've never seen a 365 move form. I've seen 200 and some, but um, the uh, I was watching a video the other night, and it said, uh, Jimmy said, I got to uh, move a day uh, for a year, and he said, five days a week. And whomp, there here it comes. It was that brings it down to two hundred some moves. Right. But he but he never showed uh he never showed us the long forms. I don't think he had them in his head. He had a couple short forms that he would demonstrate and, and you know, wherever he went he would demonstrate. Uh but uh you know, he, he would have to look them up someplace, uh, when he gave his forms. Mm. Okay. But he's the one that cut them to twenty six moves. They don't do twenty six moves for set. Mm-hmm. I have uh, a couple uh, that Amar got over there uh, of the, the forms they did, but they they are definitely Charlie Foot forms. So uh, a person would be disappointed if they think. And by the way, you know, there's no art called Sansu, right? Well, of course, I know that. Yeah, I lived in China but, seven years. Dude, the people we're talking to, <laughs> Sansu didn't exist. It, it all it means is combat. Yeah, full fighting. And uh, so, but I, I, I thought it was kind of funny. I just I, something I said to somebody the other day, and they're going. And people are saying Sansu is the oldest, the oldest form known to man. And I, I was thinking about that. And, uh, so I said, you know, maybe they're right. And they said, well, what are you talking about? I said, well, if it means full combat, I guess it goes back to Cain and Abel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In the Bible. So it wasn't Twirly Foot, but it was Sansu. Right. <laughs> it's it, funny. But there's there's uh, there, there's so much. I, I want to get it out. Like I go on two point and it ends up in an argument all the time. I don't I don't BS people. I, I'm, I'm very serious about. It. I mean, I, I would joke about things or that, but everybody wants to. Well, my instructor was. Well, I know these instructors. I know the good ones from the bad ones, and uh, uh, I don't get in those kind of arguments. But. Uh, it just they don't want to listen and if if I had I wish anything when I started I had somebody that could lead me through and teach me the things I'm trying to teach them mm-hmm. but and I, I don't see why some people got it some, you know everybody didn't stick around like afterwards they're going to go have a beer or go eat something and they, they were just wanting to get out the door we, we stuck another couple hours and you do 16 no you do 23 you know there's a, probably about 8 of us and uh, picking things apart and learning so like anything else people learn differently mm-hmm. I, I see nothing wrong for example when I met uh, Danny and Asano I saw I couldn't disarm Danny with a blade. Uh, no way. So I went and learned from him. And uh, uh, not a top notch, but I can cut up somebody pretty good if I had to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the same way when uh, Tim Carmel came back from uh, China, I, Barbara and I went up to his garage for a long time once a week to, because we wanted to learn some internal. Mm-hmm. But uh, as long as you know, you know. 
for example, about boxing, most of the guys, the old timers, really worried about a boxer. And I gave them what I had from what I knew about. I, I not not practice or anything, but I said best thing to do with a boxer. If that's all they are, is a boxer, not uh, uh, you know a kickboxer or something. Maul them, turn around and throw them to the ground. They, 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 unless they're a very special type of person that had extra training, they didn't know what to do when they hit the ground. Like a lot of, uh, we didn't know what to do at first. We know some things, but we're not we're not grapplers. Mm-hmm. Well, Ron, just to backtrack a backtrack a little bit. What what can the community do, or what? I mean, just to get all this material you have out there, you know, I'm, I'm sure people are interested. What, in what, what can be done to to get this? Well, they, they they want it. They don't want it. For example, my, the reason I did it was to I I would have a would have a museum. Uh, you know, stupid me uh, would have a museum, and I just donated to the museum. But uh, I have taken so much heat uh, for even taking the uh, videos, and I even guys threatening to break in my house and steal them. Well, they aren't here, but uh, uh, that's the attitude I've been running into. So I I put them out first uh, at uh, $50 each. And that that isn't really a lot with what you get because see he it put a uh, uh, this would be a whole class of his so you'd get a review from the back he'd get he'd split the uh, split it in half and so you'd get half a form uh, that uh, review you get four techniques review and all of them had uh, alternative methods of doing you know this you know, his you could do this and this and then he gave the, the his his uh, talk for the day. And then they gave you the same thing on the other end of what he taught you today. So, I mean, that's a lot. So I, I even dropped them to, uh, I don't know, $29, I think. And it's most of them are about an hour. They, they, they vary a little bit, but it's this whole class. Anything, I, I shut off when they were working out and things. But And then, uh, uh, so hardly anybody gets those. Uh, to, to break, I, I want to break that stuff down, and and when people doubt he says something, I'd say, hey, here it is. Look for yourself. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of drawn back because I don't want to mess with some of these guys anymore. It just, if you're interested, you know, buy a couple, see if you like them. And but I, I don't have the same uh, because of the resentment of these a lot of people. I don't have the same uh, warm fuzzies. <laughs> it. Uh, I, I really don't know. I don't know what to do with them. When I go, you'll have Barbara, and she's not going to take any crap. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me. Uh, so, but uh, it's just falling apart. Nobody's really interested in Jimmy anymore. I, I see these posts of, well, the old man's gone, and these guys are, you know, think he's some kind of a god, and blah, 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 you know. And I thought, man, he, he, he had more information than I've seen passed on to. Yeah, we weren't grapplers. You know, we would have gone to the ground more. We do have some ground stuff. And we would have, I believe, a couple of his guys would have gone out with all the arts there are today and got whipped. And believe me, we would have gone to the ground more after that. Because he's a, he's a proud man. He would like his guys losing. But that's, that's what I think would happen down the line if he was still here. Right. Do you think he said... Go ahead. He said, if I, he said that if, when I die, if I came back in 10 years, I wouldn't even recognize the art. That's true. Absolutely true. That's unfortunate. 
Um, do you, if people reached out to you and they're being civil, would you be able to work with them and, and sure. about, I've offered, I, I've offered to come out, show them, break it down for them. Exactly. What's what uh, he's doing. And, well, uh, okay. Here's stuff that very few people know. When he went down on one knee to take out your leg or something, he always had his rear end covering the heel of his foot. And that was so if the guy falls, he doesn't fall on the foot, so he could, the guy couldn't even get up. No, hardly anybody does that. And the, the worst part, they lay the top of their foot out. You know what I'm talking about? It's uh-huh. where, where the bottom of the foot is looking up. If somebody step on that, you're not going to get up. But little things that he did and, and, and tried to pass on, but I think that's a very important part of fighting if, you, if you're going to be in that position. Right. All right. Well, basically what you're saying, if people reach out to you and they're civil, you'd be willing to work something out with them, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. We, we started to work something out, and then it all went sideways. And, and uh, uh, people got downright nasty, and the old stuff isn't any good. And Yeah. I, I, I'm getting too old to be playing that fight. You know, I, I, I'm just tired of it. Mm-hmm. So it goes nowhere. They still go away with the same ideas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're not open open to what's happened. And it's kind of bad when you show them, and they still can't grasp. But right. you know what's wrong with, with what what they just did. Mm-hmm. It, it's kind of like when we did the learning with Jimmy seminars. Uh-huh. I would I would let them I would bring the uh, the film out, let them see it, and then let uh, uh, learn it, and then I would shut off everything and say, okay, you show me what you just learned, and then it's amazing. I said this this is going to show you why there's so much difference between one instructor and another because they don't see these little nuances. And and uh, so they'd go and they, they, they were pretty amazed to see how many different variations of the same technique. And, and it's like uh, I have one where Jimmy's lifting up a, a guy's front lead leg, and he reaches around the outside to the right leg and, and scoops to pick up the heel. Uh huh. And I watch these other guys, these trained guys, and they're all pulling and trying to, you know. And I said, "Didn't you see when he grabbed the heel, his his uh, wrist?" went into the inside of the ankle which started the uprooting and then he picked it up like a feather right oh those are the things that are missing but I I I don't know who to talk to I don't know who to uh, they say they're interested but then once once you really get down to it name calling starts and this and that I only did well I'll say this that that I, I, it may be seem hard nosed, but like I say, you haven't dealt with these guys for as many years as I have. That's true. That's true. Well, I'll say this. I'll say it openly. I mean, I've communicated with you, Ron. I'll tell everyone, Ron's a reasonable guy. Uh, if you're kind, civil, reach out to Ron and let's let's get this going. Let's help preserve Sansu, especially if it's footage of Jimmy. There's nothing better, nothing more meaningful to preserve. Um, you know. I- Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. And, oh, no. Uh, well, we know that Sansu is not the most ancient martial art. That doesn't mean it's not an, an effective form of self-defense. That's not what we're saying, just to make that clear. Ni- neither you or I are saying that. Um, it's actually a, Jimmy's take on a modified Charlie Foot and whatever else he trained in while he was living in China. And... Uh, 
now we kind of go into a sore spot here. And if you don't want to talk about this, Ron, I, I understand. You don't have. You could just say no comment, and we go to the next question. Um, the books. I personally know they're fake. I can tell from looking at them um, and me studying Chinese martial arts history, living in China. Most Chinese Kung Fu schools, if they did document what they were doing, which was not so common, but if they did, it did not look anything like the books that Jimmy had in those photos. Um, yep. I, I mean, I know they're fake, but I, again, that doesn't bother me either. You know, because that was around the same time a lot of those really kooky kung fu movies were coming out, or that that that, that David Carradine kung fu series, also, right? You know, and I kind of just view it as a marketing tool. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, sure. yeah. Um, I, you know, I again, I wasn't gonna. I, I've talked to a couple, a couple allies or friends mm-hmm. in Sansu. And I said, you know, do I want to go there? Because, like I say, that's one of the things that it turns up to kill the messenger. Right. But let me put it this way. Uh, I've talked to, uh, uh, years ago, I used to talk to JP. I've tried to help him a couple of times, but it, it hasn't helped. It hasn't gone anywhere. But then he's telling me the books turned to powder and they're in a, a vault. And and I said, now, you, you're going to tell me the books that he's holding in his hands in this, what, 50 years have turned to powder. And, well, I mean, you know, then we went off. But I'll tell you what, I... I think if you, if a person really wanted to know, the guy to ask is Warren Wolf. Uh, he told me, and I know, but right. I don't want to be the messenger of <laughs> whatever, wherever it goes. Well, anyone but, with logical yeah. thinking could look at the photos and know that it's... Yeah. Not, yeah, yeah, I mean, enough said, basically. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I think... Just admitting the truth about the books would actually be more beneficial if there was some kind of Sansu display or museum at somewhere, you know, oh, here's the books Jimmy used to market his system, you know, like, I think that would be interesting, you know, and people might be think it's kind of funny, not, I don't think it's going to destroy people's world, like, I don't, I don't know, I just think it's, uh, well, it will some, but, you know, it just, how, uh, how you look at things if you if if you're really a grown up person or you're just living in a fantasy world, right? Uh, but the uh, uh, there's there's several things. You, you remember the story of how the uh, well, well, first of all, there is no Leon Kick. Nobody could find him, right? And Jimmy knew if he put the real monk. Uh, that they would know it was Choily Foot mm-hmm. because uh, you know he's a well-known guy. I forgot his name, uh, but uh, and the thing of he, he he got away. He escaped the temple, and he uh, uh, you know came to the village. Well, it's a funny thing, but you know Amar got pictures of the foundation of the temple, right? And and. Uh, uh, you can drive a golf ball from the temple to where Jimmy, Jimmy ended, or the monk ended up. So that, that 
puts a lot of holes in that story too. Right. Uh, and he's going to hide out in the village. It's got one toilet. <laughs> uh, Tom Aker's guy went. He said there was one hole in the ground, and he said he, he wouldn't even go near that thing without penicillin again if he had to go back. <laughs> he said it pretty dirty. Yeah. Uh, no, I've but, been to uh, some rural places in China. It it can get rough. So I know exactly what Tom Akers is talking about. Yeah. Well, actually, he was. He opened the door. He got a guy named Ike over there. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't think he's around anymore. But uh, he opened the door, and, and the same way with that. Oh, here's a here's a story on the on the the uncle that uh, taught uh, Jimmy and and uh, the uh, his uh, uh, so-called cousin, not by blood. Mm-hmm. Uh, that we got the interview actually before he died. Right. And he's ninety-seven years old, and he said, uh, "Well, Jimmy." Uh, Jimmy was a fast learner, and I thought uh, he had to be because for him to remember that at that age, uh, he must have been. Mm-hmm. Not not that he was all in all, but he evidently picked up stuff because he he was a master at body mechanics, mm-hmm. absolute master. And he figured out you know, all these things. He punched in triangulation. He stepped in triangulation. He, mm-hmm. uh, for a guy, an uneducated guy, basically, uh, we'll go to 1964 Blackwell and look at that one mm-hmm. where they interview him. And he he went to Toyson High School. Well, you find that one. And he went to uh, uh, Canton University, learned uh, uh, athletics, some kind of athletics. And uh, his dad taught him uh, from the time he was sick. Well, his dad never saw him. His dad left China before he was born. So, you know, there's holes in a lot of that stuff. But mm-hmm. he wanted his family to look nice and neat and, and uh, whatever. Well, it's but, a, in, uh, in Chinese culture, there's, there's a thing called faith. And basically what he's doing is what I dealt with a lot when I was in China. People, a lot of Chinese people commonly, to them, lying, their understanding of lies is completely different than ours in the West. And I can say, Pete, my friends that li- that lived in China, that studied Chinese culture, that are listening to this, they, they, would, they would echo the sentiment. Um, so for Jimmy, it was more like I'm telling white lies, maybe half-truths, embellishing here or there. And he's doing it for the sake of his family, for the sake of his business. And that that's the way a lot of Chinese people rationalize lies, basically. Well, but if he, if he wouldn't have done that, I might have not got all that training. He would have closed sooner. I mean, he, he embellished some things that brought in people. Right. Uh, you know, I mean, that's the way I look at it. He was he was trying to make a business, and he did a darn good job. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I mean, well, didn't we, we talked about earlier, right, Ron? Basically, all the martial artists of that era did it. Oh yeah, all of them. Uh, hey, all of them. Everyone I know did it. Yeah. So so uh, it, it's. Uh, uh, there's more to it than you say. Oh, that was a lie. Eh, I, I don't say it that way. Well, who I, didn't you know, lie been, back I, then? <laughs> while in law enforcement and the different things, I I've gotten in more trouble for telling the truth than I have for lying. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's that's where it really comes down on you. Mm-hmm. Uh, people hate your guts. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, and, and I call them as I see them. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm too old to play games anymore. I don't have that much more time. And that's why I'm, I, I got two more books I want to write and mm-hmm. to leave the future. Uh, but uh, you know, I don't know if anybody will read them or not. They're, I'm not selling a ton of anything. And again, the money's not that important. I, you know, I, I've done all right. I mean, I'm not rich or anything, but I got a retirement. And I, I, I live pretty well. 
Well, I, you care about truth and you care about maintaining honor and legacy. And I respect that a lot. And I, th- I think that's why you're doing this. And I, I really respect that. And I appreciate it. Well, what, why, why else would you put yourself in this position mm-hmm. <laughs> of fighting every day? You know, I mean, uh, I'm pretty much through with that, but uh, I, I've got my own website that I had, I put up and there's, there's no BS on there. It's mm-hmm. a, uh, uh, strictly a learning thing and stories and things like that. But, uh, the troublemakers, I don't, they're not even coming on, but people who want to learn, I'm, I'm happy to share stuff with them. Yeah. And they, I, I, I reached out to you. I got. Go ahead. Pardon? Go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I'll share anything I got. I, I want it out there. I, I don't look at it as secrets or this or that. I, I mean, there's some very high levels that people don't even know exist. Like those those sounds I told you about. Uh-huh. I do a demonstration, and you have to teach them where to send the energy of, of that sound. Uh, and so I take just two sounds and I this one's for a snap kick uh, this one's for a power punch and I, I have them I have them do the power punch and then I reverse the sounds on once they learn to do the sounds and they, they when it's backwards they say oh man I feel weak I, I, I can hardly use what I've thrown and then I have them reverse the other one same way and and uh, uh, when when your eyes are open like that I mean you can say oh this is a bunch of garbage and mystery and nah they, they figured out the body and how it works and mm-hmm. uh, just like the medicine you know it's been around a long time right. I, I don't really prefer going to their medicine because a lot of times they use mercury and everything else in it so but uh, you know they cured a lot of people mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, the Tai Chi is, is good for that mm-hmm. but uh, anyway that's that's the way I feel and, and like I say I I just turned 79 so you know I, I don't have a long time mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm doing my best to pass it on but I, I'm going to have to choose where I spend the time trying to teach or help people right uh, right well I'm thankful but, for all you've done and uh that's why I reached out to you because when I was still living in China a couple of years ago, and uh, and I'm glad we kept this communication going. And yeah, real quick, Ron, looking back and all your years of training with Jimmy and learning Sansu and you know Frank and Frank Woolsey and all these different Bill Lasseter and all these different people, Bill Holsley that you've dealt with and trained with and exchanged ideas with. What are some of the memories that stick out the most? And if you can't, you know, if you don't want to say now, if you want to think about it for a bit, we can have you back on. You can post it on, on your website. But if there's anything like in particular you would like to share interesting right now, please, please do so. Well, when my eyes really opened up as far as we had something worthwhile, uh, see, I went on the department in uh, 67. Uh-huh. And so that would have been, I had about... Uh, 62, five years uh, experience. And when we got to, in the academy, we got to the uh, uh, defensive tactics. And they would show us different things and you'd have to submit the partner. Mm-hmm. And so I had, I, I turned everything back on them. Every, everything they did, I just moved a little bit here, moved a little bit there. And I'm, I mean, I surprised myself. I said, wow. Wow, there's some real merit here. And uh, I finally uh, 
had to let them submit. Not, not that I can't be submitted in a, uh, you know, some martial art, uh, MMA, or uh, you know, because that's not my bag. My bag is is uh, doing the damage and getting out. Mm-hmm. And uh, but anyway, I, I had to finally let them submit me because then I would really really got it that it put me <laughs> with six guys it stressed me out and <laughs> whatever but uh, I, I, I that I really saw the worth of it at that point I said wow but you know guys that just learn techniques uh, they're nothing out there they're they're nothing they, they just uh, they kind of try to remember those uh, techniques and that's not the way that your mind has to tell you what to do and you have to allow it to do it and that that's where the real and I, and I found this is this is the same story in all the martial arts. The really good guys, uh, their mind does it. Uh, and, and sometimes you don't even know why, but you learn to read the people, and you learn to. Uh, I'm doing a project now on uh, aggressive uh, stuff, and and you learn it from different sources. Like uh, I don't know if you know Apollo Robbins, but he's a top uh, magician, mm-hmm. and he showed how the, at the angles they come in that neutralize the person to take away their fear. If your chest is chest, uh, you're a potential threat to them. But you come in certain angles. And uh, he's the guy that uh, was was messing with Secret Service when he's supposed to be, you know, on a presidential uh, thing. And he got the itinerary for the next day from one of the Secret Service that had no idea. He was ordered not to even come close to the president. <laughs> but, you know, it's things like that. You can learn stuff anywhere, and it adds to what you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, I just hope we can, we can someday get something going because... Uh, it's uh, there's there's other guys that are just just blowing Sansu apart, and, and, and I know they don't understand or they wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. My thing is mixing Sansu with other arts. I think that mixing arts, everyone does that personally. You know, well, um, well, okay. See, I, I I think both ways on that. There's some things you have to mix. For for example, uh, you know, Jimmy never taught us how to use a knife. I was thinking about that the other day. He showed us some disarms that were were, were nice disarms, but like against people like Danny that do a screamer or niece or whatever, uh, they're not going to work. And the same way his his stick, when he did the stick, he had a very unusual way of using a stick. But it, it was ideal for cops because he, he'd wrap you up in it and he'd submit you by pain. Uh, it wasn't all striking somebody. You know, that's one of the uh, two things I disagreed with Jimmy on. That's about it. And and one was, he was when he was showing, he'd take the cops and show them a stick. And he said, well, you turn your hand over to end so you hit him with your hand it won't do as much damage and I told him Jimmy if I decide to hit him with my stick I'm not going to put my hand in the way you know because it had to be a pretty serious thing and and, and I disagreed with jumping on a guy with two feet that's the way they kill you in a jail you know they hold you down and the guy, guy uh, can jump on you from a uh, per bunk uh-huh. but the chances of you hurting your ankle is, is great. I, I figure I could stomp with one foot uh, almost as hard as, as dropping on, on, you know. Uh, so, but, but other than that, I mean, everything he showed me was righteous. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying he's wrong. I say I don't prefer to do it that way. But, right. Uh, that makes sense. He, he, he taught good stuff and he went, went out of his way 
uh, I was told that sometimes he worried uh, by a family member. Uh, sometimes he worried that he wasn't always giving us enough. And and I mean, we got a mountain of, of techniques. The real treasure I have is not only in the films, as I wrote all the techniques down. And in the early days, he had a deal with us that if he ever showed us the same lesson twice, he'd give us $1,000. And he meant it. And so he went out of his way, so that never happened. But uh, uh, it, it, so some guys got lessons no one else has seen. Because if, if he did, uh, say, it in the daytime, say, it'd have 8, 10 people, and at night it'd have 15. Well, that one day, if you weren't there that day, nobody else saw that technique because he didn't want to pay out a thousand dollars. So there, there's lessons. Other people, that are, you know, they probably have some lessons I don't have, and I have lessons they don't have. Right. But, uh, that's another treasure chest. But you read those, like in the, in Carl's book. Uh, people are having a hard time understanding them because that originally was to uh, for instructors to have and, and look. But even instructors are having a hard time with some of those. But uh, yeah, that could all be broken down. But uh, we're just we're just wasting time. Mm-hmm. And the guys that could could break them down are, are going like mad. So many of them are dead now, well, so, which is really unfortunate. Yeah, but uh, Ron- anyway, that's where that's where I'm coming from, uh, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope I don't make up any stories. <laughs> I doubt it. There's too many good truths out there to make up stories. Right, right. Well, Ron, uh, before we before we let you go, what is the best way people can get a hold of you and reach out to you? How do they find your website? How do they find well, you on Facebook? The best. The best one is uh, what we've had for years is when we wrote the San Jose Journal for five years. Um, we uh, we kept that website, so sansuejournal.com. Okay. And uh, uh, they can get in touch. And, and you know, another I want to make sure that uh, you guys know about Amar's books. Book. He's got beautiful pictures. He's got the the, the foundation of the temple. He's got. The buildings where Jimmy lives. He has a new school today. Uh, it's not in the same place, but mm-hmm. it's the same people and stuff. So, uh, and it's pretty reasonable. Uh, I, I don't know what he gets, but uh, and on the cover is the uh, Jimmy's cousin, uh, and who, who recently died. But anyway, it, it's it's a good book, and, and he did a lot of work. And I'd like to see people support his book because yeah. he, he really deserves it. Yeah, and and you could get in touch. <clears throat> I don't know exactly. It's called. Uh, uh, what was it, Canton something? Uh, old Con- old Canton? Yeah. And uh, Journey I don't to know the how Birthplace I, of Sansu, right? I'm sorry? It was, I think Old Canton, Journey to the Birthplace of Sansu. I believe so. Oh, I, I just saw the front of it. I, I just looked. I, I'm not sure. Uh-huh. But it, it's got some really neat pictures of, of Jimmy's family today. And uh, anyway, he... he uh, uh, yeah, it's something that you're going to want to keep because he did a darn good job on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a good guy. Yeah, I bought it. I love it. I, it's a wonderful book. It's uh, yeah. I, I bought your book. I bought his. I bought the red book, the infamous Woolsey Fred red book. I think there's certain books you must have if you're a Sansu guy. 
I really yeah, I, you know, his book is okay. I, I'm not against his book at all. Uh, the only thing is I'm kind of against the 45 because he's taken the 45 and turned them around quite a bit. Okay. Uh, I'm kind of against that, but uh, his book's fine. Do you, they, they, do you have Frank Woolsey's book? I'm sorry? Do you have Frank Woolsey's book? Well, I did. I was one of the first ones to buy it when he when he came out with it. Mine was black, uh-huh. and uh, but it burned in the fire. So no, I don't have it, and it's too much money for me to go out and buy it for something I'll never look at. Who do I save it for when I go? No, right. But the uh, uh, I was going to tell. You, well, one other thing I want to say during the uh, when you order the older books. Uh, that history is the same history Jimmy gave us. So uh, if you want the true history, you want to go to History of Myths. But that's a piece of history, what he told us, so you could see what we're talking about when we when we discuss that. Mm-hmm. Nothing's wrong with the techniques, but some of the stories might be old, and and the you know the old stuff that that, that were the uh, marketing employees. Mm-hmm. I, I just didn't want somebody kind of comparing and saying, "Oh man, these are wrong here." Uh, that uh, we're not going to go change it because, like I said, it's a piece of history. Yeah, it's what he, it's what you were told to be true at that time before yeah. you found out the actual yeah. truth. Well, I'll tell you, I, I about got in some really fights over. I, I, I stood by Jimmy for many years and honored everything he said, but when it started, I had to change my mind on some stuff. So, you know, uh, but I, I was a hardliner for a long time. Mm-hmm. Well, there was. Do you mind? Do you mind if giving out your email, Ron? If people want to email you. Oh, you can get get me through that. That's easiest to remember. Yeah, I mean, if somebody wants to email me direct, it's Ron Gatewood, small case, rongatewood at earthlink.net. Awesome, awesome. Is there anything else you'd like to leave leave us with, Ron, before before we end this? No, San Sansu all the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, 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 you were mentioned mixing. I, I'm not it for mixing, but to go and get things you need, that I, I think that's fine. I, I don't see anything wrong with that. Yeah, I'm I'm okay. okay with people doing that personally. Uh, my issue is like mixing and then teaching as Sansu, where uh, which I think well, is well, you, you tell a person. For example, I have a Tai Chi throw that will pick you up and move you probably eight nine feet. And when when I first learned that, I went up there and showed him and saw that went and I showed him. But I tell him it's from Tai Chi. Right, so, which is the right thing to do. Yeah, I, I don't try to say, oh, this is secret Sansu. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, to, you're going to need more stuff on the ground these days. It, it, everything changes, and so you need more. Defense. Yeah, you got to have a guy that at least shows you how to sprawl. Right. If, if, if you don't know how to sprawl, you're going to be, you know, easy meat for a long time. Yeah, I mean, uh, no matter how good of a striker you are, it's going to be, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, and, but it's intent. It's the person's the person's fighting ability and how he uses his brain mm-hmm. and the intent you have. If you're going to let one punch that doesn't knock you out stop you, you're not going to win many fights. That's true. Very you know, true. So, yeah. it was a, until you fight, yeah, fight a guy that was on TCP or something, you don't realize how strong some of these guys can be. Uh, you hear their bones break and they don't stop. Right. That's scary. All right. Well, I hope I haven't come off as uh, not knowing what I'm talking about, but I uh, I think about stuff every day and how I, how I can improve it. 
commercial. Well, I think I think this went really well. It's really informative, and I really appreciate your time, Ron. And hopefully, I can have you on again, and we can discuss further uh, Sansu again. Maybe a three-way chat, and you and Amar. You know, I think that would be really interesting. Yeah, yeah. Mars a good guy. He uh, he doesn't, you know, he got everything I asked him to do over there. He did. Not that I was in charge, but I mean, things we needed to know. Uh, he went out there and found them out. Yes, so. he did. Yes, he did. He's the catalyst. Well, thank you, Ron. And I'm doing the Sansu salute right now. You can't see me, but I'm doing it. And uh, we'll have you on again soon. Thank you so much. All right. Well, thanks for asking questions. Bye. Bye.